Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining me. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to examine uh, a subject matter that is prevailing across the spectrum, and that is that folks are wondering what happened to Brianna Taylor, a young woman, a 24-year-old young woman who is an e- who was an EMT and who was needlessly killed at the hands of the police in Louisville, Kentucky. And I can't begin to tell you how disheartened and saddened we all are at the continued rate of police killings of young Black people. Somehow, this has got to stop. And as much as I, for instance, I support the police in their efforts to maintain law and order, and I treasure the police presence, especially in situations where women are in grave danger, at the same time, I don't, it, it's kind of like a, an anomaly. It's paradoxical even to expect that the same police officer who is going to show up to protect you and keep you safe is also the same police officer who will randomly enter your, your apartment in the middle of the night and sh- shoot you eight times. In this scenario, though, and this is why it's important to examine these issues on a case-by-case basis, because one just uh, never knows uh, how these things are played out. Invariably, there is an ongoing investigation, and nobody wants to comment on an ongoing investigation. But at the same time, there are answers that, that, that family members and the community at large need to know. It, it, it happened in March. At the same time that Ahmad Arbery was killed in Georgia, but all of a sudden we're just hearing about these stories like, where were they when they happened? Why weren't we told about them? Why were they kept under wraps? Were they trying to doctor the evidence? Were they trying to manipulate the story so that it does not reflect badly on them? Even though they're two different states, it seems to be a prevailing ideology that people think they can randomly kill people and get away with it. These are people. They are human beings. Brianna Taylor had a whole community network of people. She had a mother, a father, nieces, nephews. She had a sister, a brother, cousins, aunt, and a whole host of co-workers. And, and it's kind of sad because she was an EMT on the front lines with the coronavirus. And also the fact that just maybe she may have intersected with these police officers. On a CBS News report, we found that those same police officers, when I read the report, identified those same police officers as having a history of violence against people. The police chief in Louisville needs to explain to the public why are they still on the force and why do you continue to license people to kill people? If you know they have a history of violence, why are they still doing it? Let's just be real here. Police officers are people too. And police officers also know crime, people who commit crimes. They know criminals, right? Let's just be clear about that, yes. So the intent here is that we trust the police and we kind of give them carte blanche to investigate. But when you look at the facts of this story, they obtained a warrant that included Brianna's address. 
because according to them, her address was used by a drug dealer and he was seen transporting suspicious packages. It begs the question, if somebody comes to my house and you have somebody under surveillance and someone comes to my house and is seen leaving with a suspicious package, does the law give that police officer the right to assume that my house has now become part of a drug den? I talk to millions of people. I talk to hundreds of people all the time. People come to my house, then you're going to assume that somebody leaving my house with a package has drugs in it. That's a large assumption to make, don't you think? That's kind of broad, and that's kind of inferring that everybody's a drug dealer. The young lady's boyfriend also happened to live with her, and he was in the house, and the, the police, according to them, say they knocked, but an investigation proved that the police, the, she lives in an apartment, the people in the apartment building said they never heard any knocking. So when they kicked the door down to enter, the boyfriend thought that they were uh, being uh, attacked and opened fire, shooting one police officer in the leg. Brianna Taylor was shot eight times. And the police had the nerve to lock up the boyfriend for assaulting an officer. No, he didn't. That's not assaulting an officer. You had no business being in those people's homes. I don't think he should be charged at all. And here's the thing that perplexed me is that Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend both have no history of violence or no history of drugs. So you went into, how broad and sweeping are these search warrants? So if you were to come to, if you wanted a search warrant to search, to search my neighbor, you're going to include my address in it too? And then you're going to show up at my door in the middle of the night, kick my door down as if you own my bloody house and you own my property. You're paying the bills in there and you're going to kick my door down. Then whatever happens, happens. We can't continue this kind of lawlessness. And it seems to me that no matter what we do, no matter how much you march and claim Black Lives Matter, no matter how much you say that this shouldn't happen, it just continues to happen as if people are daring to say, well, I have the power and I can do what I want. No, we need to hold these police officers accountable. They make the rest of you all look bad because this is not supposed to happen. None of us should have to go to bed at night wondering if a police uh, operation is going to show up at my door and it's going to kick my door down and shoot me and my family to pieces for nothing at all in a case of clearly mistaken identity. You mean to tell me that while they were investigating, they did not arrive at the conclusion we have all arrived at, that this young lady was an EMT and that her boyfriend had no history of violence or no history of drugs while they were so busy investigating. And get this, the man whom they actually were interested in was apprehended by the same police department the day before. So if you were looking for someone and you are apprehended, why did you still go to their house to shoot them up? Sounds to me like you just wanted a, a free ride. You just wanted to let off some steam and just shoot people and use people for target practice because you can't do that anymore in the wilds of Kentucky. But you certainly can't get a sweeping search warrant. Both the judge who signed the search warrant and everybody involved should be under investigation. I want to know how many search warrants like that that judge has signed off on. It's time for us to do a sweeping overview of the system 
because it seems to me that this is never going to stop. It will not stop until we become the majority. And the people who are the majority are brown. That's when it will stop. It, it, this just can't continue. We wanted, we're in the midst of a pandemic. And here we are finding that, wow, it sounds like five black people got killed during a pandemic and nobody wants us to know. Because people are at home and people would actually get mad about this. We need to stop this foolishness. Dudes, if, if we understand that a certain violent tendency comes with the part of being a police officer, that there's a certain part of you that is not all good and compassionate. We understand that, that you have to be bold and courageous. We get that. And we make sure that you're taken care of and your families are taken care of, but you've got to do a better job of policing. It's the least that you can do. And for the life of me, this saddened me because I'm like, gosh, it could be anyone I know. It could be me. It could be anyone I know. And somehow the investigation into this couple had not been finalized or complete. It would have shown they had nothing to do with drugs. And the person whom they actually were looking for had been apprehended and was in custody. How did that miss the chain of command? Did you guys just wake up in the middle of the night and you just want to fix? And so let's just go hit them up and just uh, shock and awe because you're just going to kill a nigga. Is that what this was? You're just going to kill a group of black people because their lives don't matter. I guess you're finding out that their lives do matter because your faces ended up on the national news. And your police chief, has his hands are going to be tied in terms of what is going to happen. It is very troubling. And we're still waiting on the full effects of the investigation, but preliminarily, what are you going to do now? Manufacture evidence that Breonna Taylor was selling drugs while she was working as an EMT in two hospitals. She worked as an EMT in two hospitals. Something like this had to happen for us to realize that there is a racist problem in police forces across the country, maybe except the Detroit Police Department. They're white police officers in Detroit. They just do what they do and do what they do. We can't continue to be like this. And those of you who are on the force, you know these folks exist. You need to separate yourselves from them, and you need to call them out. What are they going to do, set you up? You need to have IA, internal affairs, investigate them. This, this, is, this is just absolutely, absolutely mind-blowing. And all of us, and I am one who refused to live in fear. I have young, I have two, two daughters. You mean to tell me that I have to, I'm going to have to think about where my daughters live, that police officers can bust into their doors late at night on suspicion? Because they have friends who visited them. So they, they're not free to have friends anymore. So you're going to have a dragnet that just drags everybody in for drugs. Now, as far as I'm concerned, somebody who kills somebody, be that beat onto them according to the law. Somebody who rapes a child, rapists, murderers, people who commit assault on the elderly and on women, people who, uh, who randomly rob people, they just love to rob people, those people need to go away. But drugs, though, when marijuana is legal, it looks like they're about to do something with all the powder stuff that's floating around. 
In the meantime, people are driving around with pills and distributing pills, and they're not getting killed and being shot eight times. At some point, we have to level the playing field when it comes to justice, don't you think? Because I believe that the time has come for this marginalization and this killing, random killing of Black people to stop. I think the police in Louisville, Kentucky, have overstepped their, their, their bounds. And I don't know what it is about Kentucky law enforcement and Kentucky police officers that just seem to hate the color of people's skin. A few years ago, I was setting up a radio show. Uh, 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 I had a syndicated radio show in Covington, Kentucky. Anybody knows where that is? It's right across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. And I rented a car. You know me. When I'm leaving town, I rent a car. And I rented a car and drove. Now, I'm going to Kentucky. So that means from Michigan, I'm driving through Ohio and then arriving in Kentucky, right? Okay. So I arrived in Covington, and I'm not far from my destination. I might have been like about five miles from the radio station that sits on a hill, you know, with the antenna and stuff like that. And in Covington, and I kid you not, I'm driving. I have Michigan plates on the car I'm driving. And the chief of, I think it was the county sheriff, pulled up behind me and was riding and was behind me for about a mile. It's me. So I'm passing a sign for a guy who was campaigning for governor. This was in 2015. And I saw a phone number. So I picked up the phone and I said to my my daughter, dial this number, let me speak to these people. And I dialed their number. And somebody answered. And I said, now look, I'm down here bringing commerce into your town and into your state. I'm setting up a radio show from I'm driving through town in Covington. And your chief, your police, uh, your your sheriff is behind me. Why is he riding my bumper? Because I have Michigan plates on? Is this how you treat people from out of town? I don't know what happened. But they must have raided him or whatever. All they said, ma'am, we're sorry for that. Thank you for coming to our beautiful state. Uh, at any time, feel free to reach out to us. I kid you not. This happened. Why was he riding my bumper? I said, is it because I look black? I, I, no, I, I just had to say that because I'm sitting in the car. It's me. I'm in my skin. I can't change my skin. And I'm in my skin driving through Covington. And I have Michigan plates on the car I'm driving because I'm from Michigan. And the sheriff pulls up behind me. On what basis? And I'm a businesswoman coming to do business in the city. So I had to call. He moved out from behind me. I said, Good. Want to pull me over to? Let me video this and put this on Facebook Live. This was in 2015. I was ready for it. Racism. What is he doing behind my bumper? Tell me about that. Is there any justification for that? So when I tell you that this hit home for me, it really did. Because it could happen to anyone at any time, anywhere. And had I not reached out to the number that I saw for the person running for governor, in 2015, I saw, uh, you know, one of those yard signs or whatever. And I was driving through town. I wasn't driving obstructing traffic. I wasn't swaying in and out of lanes. I was listening to the directions from my phone that were telling me where to go. So I wasn't lost like I'm driving aimlessly skipping lanes or something like that that would warrant that. I wasn't doing any of that. I was proceeding like a regular motorist. 
So there was no basis for, for, the, for the sheriff to pull up behind me in an intimidatory stand, driving directly behind me, not skipping lanes nor anything, just driving as if he wanted to intimidate me. Oh, he got a phone call all right. Oh, yes, he did. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to stand up. And for years, I, I kind of just said, well, the police are often justified in what they do. And more often than not, they are. But when it is wrong, it is wrong. And this is one of those instances. I live in Detroit. Do you know the Detroit Police Department rarely has these episodes where they randomly go in on people and kill people randomly? They don't do that. Why? It's not because there's a black police chief. It's because there's accountability. And maybe, just maybe, they actually know who the criminals are or where they are. So they probably go looking for the criminals and leave innocent people alone. Is further uh, painful. It's perhaps the kindest word I can use to describe this. Because the police officers are white and Breonna Taylor is black. You can't obviate it that there has to be some racist those just like me driving through Covington, Kentucky, in a car, and it was in the middle of the day. I had just arrived in town on my way to a radio station to start my first broadcast from Kentucky because I was simulcasting from Detroit further into the next week, but I wanted to do the first broadcast into Kentucky, actually from Kentucky and into Cincinnati. And here comes the sheriff riding behind me. If I were someone else, I would have said, to heck with it. I probably would have been nervous or so on. I was amused. I actually went to the Apple business, sat down and started asking the locals, what the heck goes on around here? Who is that guy who was driving behind me? I kid you not. And they were like, you must be from, you're from Michigan. Uh Uh-huh, Detroit to 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 be specific. I had never been more proud to say that I'm from Detroit, Michigan. (laughs) I kid you not. There was some respect there after that. It was real, (laughs) right? And I'm saying that this racist, it's not okay. It's not okay to use people's color to achieve your stated goal. A lot of it is coming from the political diaspora today. And everything is contextualized politically. And a lot of it is based on race. We have to stop contextualizing it and move on. We have to stop making people feel as if they're less than because of the color of their skin or their origin or their ethnicity. You know, I've, I've often not supported DNA, but I think in a lot of ways, maybe we should. Because just maybe a lot of people will find out you're not what you think you are or what your oral tradition has told you that you are. Maybe some of you have some angst, especially if you live in the South, you probably had a grandmother who was black somewhere along the line. I kid you not, because it was what was true then. Maybe we need to all do that so we understand that the very things that we oppose and the very things that we hate about others are evident in ourselves. How do you escape that? And I say that with all humility because I am a person of color and I am multi-ethnic 
And I stress the fact that I'm multi-ethnic because I'm a composite of the United Nations of the world, like seriously. So I am human. My face looks like the family of human faces. I am one of the family of human faces. It is hard for me to digest that just on my appearance alone determines whether or not I get a good loan, whether or not I get mistreated, whether or not I get a good job, whether or not I get admitted to high school or get admitted to college. It is distressing. And it is something that has to be changed. And I dare say the Needley is going to change that. We might not even have to do anything. This is one of those things that just time and numbers will change that. Because surely there has to be a place for this not to happen. We demand a full investigation and that people be held accountable who shot this young woman to death. Needlessly. Eight times. It wasn't once to shoot her. You knew before. This is the thing that gets to me. The police knew that the person whom they wanted did not live in that house. They should never have entered that house at that hour of the day. Of the night, rather. They knew the person whom they were looking for was not there. And yet they proceeded to do so. And now she's dead for nothing. She's not a symbol of any movement. She is the movement. She's not a symbol of Jim Crow. She is what Jim Crow laws in the 21st century look like. She is the symbol. She is racism. Identified. Racism put down. She is a symbol. She is the evidence of all we've been saying about police killing. When this whole thing started, I too hesitated because I felt that there were some criminal elements. I'm just being transparent. Some criminal elements that perhaps deserve or perhaps needed a better review. But when the evidence exceeded my own belief, because when I looked at it, I said, well, why was this person killed? Were they just killed on suspicion or what? Why? Because I've, I've been in situations where I've seen people of other ethnicities steal stuff in, in stores. They don't get called out. They don't chase them through the mall. They don't get the police coming to pull them. When was the last time you saw anybody of other, any other ethnicity being locked up outside of a mall? For stealing stuff. But you see it with black people all the time. You think other people don't do it? Let me tell you some stories. It will make your hair curl. It's time for this to end. And the folks who continue to perpetuate these negative stereotypes, you are the problem more than anybody else. And you are supported by a system that continues to thrive on the propagation of this false narrative that black people are essentially criminals. The reason I take it personally is because you would look at me and assume the same thing. You would look at me and assume that I'm a criminal because of my appearance. And I perhaps have the cleanest record than anyone you know. But yet, you would look at me and simply based on the color of my skin, you're going to attribute to me issues that don't belong in this context or in this personhood. Now think about that. When the tables do get turned, 
How are you all going to deal with the fact that suddenly you become the minority and suddenly negative stereotypes are attributed to you? How are you going to deal with it? Do you think it's all going to be hunky-dory that people are going to say, oh, I feel sorry for you, Mr. White person, Mr. White, you know, and, and so on. It's not going to be like that. There's a reckoning that is taking place right now. And this is it. These are being exposed because something has to be done. And I don't appreciate the fact that this was never discussed before. It's May. Why are we learning about it in May and it didn't it happened on March 13th? Why did it not hit the news on the 14th of March when it happened? So it could be dealt with. Why are you trying to control it and manipulate it? Because you want to control. So you can say the officers have been disciplined. Those officers do not need to be police officers. They have destroyed what they have sworn to protect. And those officers, one of them has an excessive history of violence directed at people where he has tasered people, pepper sprayed people. What is going on? He's carrying on his own one person, uh, Ku Klux Klan ideology, Jim Crow ideology. It is Kentucky. It is the South. It is what it is. We've got to stop this. This is it's, it's, this has made me very, very uncomfortable for me. This is not a comfortable place to be. This is not something that I'm enjoying talking about, but something has to be done. There are too many. The gallery of people killed needlessly is too long. There is no justification for it. There was one case where the police, uh, where the young man had taken something. I think it was Mike Brown. That case where he had taken something, okay, I give you that. But all the others, Tamir Rice, who was just in a park with a toy gun, did you, oh, young white men mass shoot people all the time. And they're like Dylan, what's his name? And they're handled well. They're not mistreated. They're not vilified. They're not shot eight times. This has got to stop. We, we need to do something to stop this. Because I am not going to go to my bed sweating that police are going to come kick down my door or any of my descendants forever. It's not about to happen. But something has got to change. We can't continue to traumatize descendants of Africans throughout this country. There is enough evidence to point to the fact that the traumatization that people of color, that black people have endured over 400 years of slavery and enslavement and brutality is evident in the lifestyle that we continues today. This has got to stop because the continued traumatization, and I hope Breonna Taylor's family, not just sue for recovery of money they would have earned over her lifetime, but sue for the traumatization that they will endure as a result of this. This trauma does not end today. This trauma continues for the rest of your life. It never goes away. It dulls the pain, dulls with time. But when you remember it, it's going to make you wake up in the middle of the night. It's going to cause you to look over your shoulder. It's going to make you lock your door safely one more time. It's going to make you wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning and look through the window to see if somebody's actually out there. It will make you wake up and go downstairs in your house, check all your doors and windows. That's traumatization. That's trauma. 
And people need to understand that you know exactly what you're doing. It can't just be anymore that we say, well, it was a mistake. Look, I made a mistake. I went to the wrong address. And you continue to shuffle papers like somebody's life was not lost. No, it's not funny. Where are the families of these police officers? They should be held accountable. They need to feel the same pain that Breonna Taylor's family are feeling. They need to understand that this is painful. Their homes should be invaded as well. People should show up at their doors and say, yes, you are the wife of so-and-so. Your husband killed my niece, killed my daughter, killed my friend, and I am hurting. You need to know that and see how it feels. Then they will, oh, I'm so traumatized. Oh, well, this is what trauma does, baby. This is what it is. We can't continue to do this. It is not fair. And I know John Kennedy said life is not fair, but look, at some point, it's going to have to be. Where does it become fair? That young black people do not have to fear being pulled over by the police and being locked up when they have nothing to do with anything that is going on. Of the percentage of the black population, how many are criminals? Black people going about their business. It's called driving while black. Nowadays, I call it dying while black because of the rate of coronavirus infections in Detroit. You're sick while black. You go to the healthcare system for treatment, and they disparage against you because of the color of your skin. They won't, uh, they won't treat you. They won't give you a test for COVID-19 despite the fact that you're displaying symptoms. That's sick while black. Then you die and you're black. It's crazy, isn't it? Why this hatred? I don't know if it's because we're becoming more aware of it. It never really left, but it seems to have gotten worse. Doesn't it? Seems to have gotten worse. My friends, my friends, we need to do something. This has just got to stop. Brianna Taylor lost her life at the hands of the police. Just after midnight on March 13th, the Louisville Metro Police Department entered Brianna Taylor's apartment with a search warrant in a drug investigation and opened fire, killing her. But the police had the wrong apartment. Neither Brianna nor her boyfriend, who was with her that night, had any criminal or drug history. And the man whom police were looking for had already been arrested in a different part of Louisville earlier that day. In a lawsuit filed by Brianna's family, it is alleged that the police failed to identify themselves upon entering Miss Taylor's apartment. Brianna Taylor joins the ever-growing pantheon of black women who have needlessly lost their lives to police violence. The same people who are supposed to protect and serve, the same people who are supposed to assure us when they show up in instances of violence against women, are the same people who are needlessly taking our lives. If that is not a call to action, I don't know what is. If that is not a call that something is seriously askew, it can't be that you're still perpetuating centuries of myths because your grandparents told you something that is not true. You've lived long enough to know it's not true. Some of you in, in the Louisville uh, police force 
I am pretty sure there are black officers there. Would you go into their homes and kill them? I'm sure. So you know by now that not all black people are criminals. You obviously had the wrong apartment. How is that possible? It's like it's like watching one of those shows where you know they went into the wrong place and, and they went in and shot and killed people. And you're like, how could that happen? I how? And the police had that same apartment under surveillance because the guy they were looking for had left the place according to the police with suspicious packages. If you thought his packages were suspicious, why didn't you pull him over on suspicion? Why didn't you pull him over and say, open your packages so I can see it? Or go get a warrant to search the package that you think is suspicious. Instead, you entered the apartment knowing. What did you intend to go in? You had a search warrant. You were going to go in there to search all their packages. So imagine she buys some stuff on Amazon and it's sitting there. You're going to enter the apartment to look at her packages that she bought from Amazon? Shot her eight times. Can you imagine how the people in that apartment complex felt? Imagine that eight times because you think your life is more valuable because of the color of your skin. That's what I'm saying. It's not like you're rich, you're a billionaire, you are a scientist, you know, you you are a specialist in cell stem cell research, you're a specialist in cell regenerative theories. You're an astronomer. You're an astronaut. It's not like you're a protected class of human beings that I can say, well, your life is valuable because you actually can help us, especially as an infectious disease expert right now. You're just a regular Joe, dude. There's nothing special about you. You've never, what have you done? Apart from tasering and pepper spraying people, what have you done that makes you significant? So you're no different that Brianna has more uh, to her to her to her credit than you do, because she's an EMT who was actually saving lives during coronavirus. She was providing relief to her patients and to some of her coworkers during the virus. What did you do? You were busy investigating suspicious packages. Every package I get from Amazon is suspicious. They're always on my porch. What are you going to do? One day, just show up and say that my packages are suspicious? Come back with a warrant, you bet. You better come back with a damn good warrant. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Maybe that's why I live in Detroit. I kid you not. The Detroit. I, this, is, this is how you know how people feel about their police officers. Detroit police officers are driving through neighborhoods, and the citizens flag them down and talk to them. Just like that. And you know what the police do? They, they stop and talk to people. They, they've even stopped and helped people. Your tires flat. Okay, let me call and get some help. Just stay right there. Just stay in your car. We're behind you. Detroit police officers. What happened to that? That's protecting and serving. What happened to Louisville? Louisville has blacks, a black part of it. There are blacks who live there. But the white officers hate black people whom they protect and serve. But if you didn't serve them, you wouldn't get a paycheck. So you hate them because you grew up hearing your grandparents, who were racist and Jim Crow, tell you that people are no good. Your racist ancestry, who hated people just on the appearance of their, just on their appearance. 
How hypocritical is that? It's one of the things I've never understood about this whole color play because from what I know about human sexuality, people don't discriminate whom they have sex with. When they're ready to have sex, they have sex with anybody, any color. So I've never understood racism. I've ne- not really, because when they want to have sex, they find a power play to have sex with whomever. When you go to the doctor, whomever or whatever the, do- the doctor looks like is who attends to you. I don't understand racism in that context either. So forgive me for not understanding racist impulses because I don't suffer from them. Not because I'm black, but because I see human beings for the value of who you are based on the fact that you're human first. And secondly, based on how, based on the fact that you're just simply a male or female human being, you have some value to the world. Doesn't mean I'm a bleeding heart person who just goes out and just la 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 all day. It just means that I give you the benefit of the doubt and give you the credibility of being human first until you mess up. But in this instance, Brianna was not given an opportunity to explain herself. She was not given an opportunity to deny these charges, these assumptions. She was a drug dealer when she had probably just come home from work as an EMT. Where are the pictures, by the way? We want to see her EMT uniform hung up in her apartment with her ID and her badge. I want to see those. You saw those and you still fired shots eight times into her 24-year-old body, leaving behind a whole community that is further traumatized. I guess you guys just get off on the power play of that, and you just like that. For all you police officers who believe in that kind of violence, you all need to come to Detroit. Get in touch with the Detroit Police Department. See how real policing is done. See how they actually deal with these kinds of issues. Just go ask them how they do what they do. I'm not talking about the Detroit Police Department of the 1970s. I'm talking about the one that exists today. Just take a visit. Go ask them, how do you do what you do? I don't believe that sensitivity training is going to erode centuries of hostility towards blacks. I don't believe that placing white police officers in black neighborhoods is going to help because the two sides it's not. It's just not going to happen. There's suspicion on both sides, and with good reason. With good reason, the evidence speaks right here. And with this kind of evidence, it makes you wonder what exactly is going on. They had a knock and announce search warrant, and this is the thing. Everybody's talking about their Second Amendment rights, you do realize that Second Amendment rights is available to everybody. The Constitution covers everybody. So I have Second Amendment rights, you have Second Amendment rights. So it's not exclusive. But what is this whole idea that I can walk around with guns if I want to? I don't care how you feel about it because I have my Second Amendment rights. Seriously? If you could step out of yourself and see how you look and sound, just maybe you would adjust and change. And I am asking the Louisville Police Department, you, you tell us, give us an explanation why this happened. Tell us. Because this doesn't happen in every police department. This should not happen anywhere 
that a young woman who is innocent is killed in the middle of the night when she just came home from work as an EMT. She too is protecting and serving her community. And instead of being able to get up and go to work the next day, her body was shot eight times, riddled with bullets, leaving a whole community of people further traumatized. Man, do we have work to do. I think Reverend Jesse Jackson and Reverend Al Sharpton and all the justice warriors, I think we're all tired. Uh, The attorney representing Brianna's family is Ben Crump, the same guy who first came to national attention representing Trayvon Martin's family. He has since represented Mike Brown and Tamir Rice and everybody else. He's also representing Ahmaud Arbery's family. After a while, it wears on you because it's like, no matter what I do, no matter what we all do to call attention to it, it still does not stop. We got to change people. A change is coming. And we might not like it, but we've got to do better. It just simply is unacceptable. Totally, totally unacceptable. And an explanation needs to be given to the families that this was regrettable and apology and some remorse that this was regrettable and should not have happened. There is no justification. So the police chief, please don't try to justify your officer's racist attitudes. Please don't try. Please don't try to stand before a bank of cameras and justify something that clearly is racially contextualized. Please don't. Save yourself. (laughs) Save yourself the horror of it. Step away from it and look at it. I had to step away and look at it. It could happen to me. Could happen to anyone I know who's black. My name is Harry Kimmick. This has been Down to Earth. Uh, Continue to watch and listen to our podcast. Thank you for staying with us and for viewing our show and listening to our shows on other podcast platforms. Today is Friday. Make it a fearless Friday. It's the 15th of May. And May is surely, slowly grinding away. Stay safe, everybody. Make sure you wear your masks. It's very important. Make sure you wear your mask and and follow the the stay-at-home orders or the reopening orders, whatever they might be in your community. Stay safe nonetheless. If you have to go to work, if you have to go out to the grocery store, still stay safe. We are all in this together. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.